Blog Talk Radio. Witches. I'm Raina Sparsa. You don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you. This is not the show for you. But that's why you tune in. You can't fool me. I know you people. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. And until the end of this month, you can still get the 2023 House Blessing Ornaments. They are still available, but only until the end of this month, and then they go away. And then you got to wait a whole year without your balls. You know what Auntie Raina always tells you, buy your balls and tears, because that's how they like it. So please check out wickedwitchstudios.com. My guest tonight, sweet friend of mine, founder of the Temple of Hecate in New York, the amazing Lady Philestris, also known as Lori Bizarro. Hello, my friend. Hey. Hey, 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 everyone. Hi, Rena. Hi, nice to see you. Or well, speak to you, not to oh. you, but it's been a long week. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my How gosh. are you? Yeah, it's been a long week. That's right. Life has been insane. I think my mother is finally getting ready to cross over. Um, I've been getting a lot of hysterical calls, uh, things that just don't make sense. One minute she's fine, the next minute she's not. Um, so we're looking into a trip up. I don't know if we're actually even going to make it in time because, you know, apparently when people are at end-of-life stages, they start having this life-in-review situation. And unfortunately for her, it seems to be kind of a groundhog thing day thing where she just keeps reliving the same thought in her head and hasn't quite moved on from it. And I'm like, I forgive you. We need to stop doing this every day because it's getting, I mean, I still have a day job and, you know, it's just a little, it's a little out there. It's a little crazy, but, you know, it is what it is and we're all going to face it at some point and, you know, hopefully we can accept it with grace and with love. And, you know, for the next phase of whatever's next. So, yeah, thank you for asking. I'm sorry, folks, I didn't mean to go that far into it. But, yeah, it's just been a thing this week. I'm sorry you're going through that. I'm sorry you're going through that. Transitioning Uh, a parent is uh, one of the hardest um, life events. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate but necessary, as it will be for us all at some point. Um, you know, I, I hopefully have prepared my children to not be so afraid of it um, because it's like, well, you know, we're going to see each other again anyway, and you're never really rid of me because even when <laughs> I'm at work and you're in your car, you still hear my fucking voice in your head. Well, that's still going to happen, <laughs> guess what? So, you know, <laughs> only gone into another form, you know. But how right, have you been? Right. What's going on? 
at the temple? What's going on in your life? What's what's happening work-wise? Give me all the tea. Oh, boy. There's so much to report in so little time. Um, I know. The temple, every moment. I'm sorry? I said we're going to squeeze it all in as best as we can. Okay. All right. Well, the temple is growing in leaps and bounds. It seems like it evolves every moment. There's like a new um, nuance to it. Um, we just had a slew of initiations and elevations on Samhain, and we um, spent about four solid days around Samhain during after um, congregating in New York. And as you know, yeah. during the pandemic, the temple opened up because we were doing, we were kind of forced to doing online rituals. It ended up being um, as much of a blessing as it could be during that time in that we uh, gathered uh, initiates from all over the United States um, and uh, other countries actually too, more like in Britain, um, et cetera, so other parts of Europe. So we have a, a big group now, and yeah. uh, they all kind of congregated in New York. We uh, kicked off our initiation process with, like, this um, out-of-this-world ritual uh, we conducted in uh, Brooklyn with Lady Rhea. And, uh, like, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, we do ritual online, but... Uh, when we all got together, it was like flawless. You know, there was such um, cohesion and everybody knew their stuff. And uh, I was so proud of everybody. We're actually um, creating a compilation, a video. Uh, Aiva, uh, who's a photographer and a videographer who's well-known, she's the uh, Witches of New York on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if you know her. Yes. Follow her. Yes. I follow her. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. She she took these. Yeah, she's amazing. She took a, she did a um, witch's portrait uh, show maybe, what, four years ago in Manhattan. And uh, and she, she, she has been photographing people in the community. She took the beautiful photographs of Alexander Cabot of his book cover. Yes. That's her work yes. as well. Yes. yes. So she uh, she was a videographer for our ritual on that that Friday before Samhain, and um, the footage is amazing. And and like I said, I'm I'm so proud of all the initiates um, and our family member in the temple, family members in the temple, and the work they did during that ritual. I there was not one person like everybody knew what they were doing, and they they were. Um, the the feeling there was such a feeling of unity and passion for the goddess and we're gonna we're gonna we're working on that now we're creating um, we do not have a TikTok yet although we will be getting that soon uh-huh. um, and uh, so yeah we have a lot of projects in in the process so and they're gonna stem from a lot of the footage that we uh, took during our init- our four days of initiations and elevations and hanging out and um, so we're doing that. Um, you know, our our process, you know, Jade So Luna, I don't know if you saw, is now um a priest of the temple. 
Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you how that happened. I've known Jade for many, many years, and I was so excited he, that I saw you guys were going to be together in the same place at the same time. I was tickled <laughs> to death. It made me so happy. So how does that I'm happen? tickled. I'm tickled to death, too. I love him. Um, we really connect. We've always connected, Jade and I. And then um, out of the blue, he's like, I'm going to be in New York, and I'd like to see you. Can I take you out to dinner? And I was like, I, I'm I'm there. You know, it was like a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. I was like, I looked at my watch and was like, yeah. I, I don't know how much time do you need because I could meet you. So we met, and he kind of floored me because he said, you know, um, I'd like to be more involved in the temple, and I, I'd really, um, you know, like to consummate this relationship we have, uh, and I'd like you to be my priestess. And I was honored, uh, of course, because he's Jade Saluna. I mean, he's um, an expert on Hecate and um, a great astrologer and reader and, you know, I, what, oh, yeah. I can't say enough about Jade. He's just an amazing human being. Oh, I know. I, I yeah. adore him, absolutely. He's just, yeah, he's incredible. And I have to tell you, I was jealous because I was like, <laughs> I need to be there with them. I miss them. Oh, my God. So, well, yeah, I'm waiting I'm, for this moment. I'm, so you, whenever you come up here, you know, we have to get together. We do have to get together oh, for sure. So. There is no there's no question that that's going to happen. And already in the written plan of when I do have to come to New York, which previously we discussed anyway. But, yeah, I mean, you're definitely part of that whole situation when I have to come up anyway. So, yes, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. But yeah. I, I just think it's a gab. I love it when good people get together. I love it when good people in in the past come together. So, I mm-hmm. mean, in spirit, I was totally there. I was at one of the online rituals. It was beautiful. Um, had And that was before Jade actually had gone up. And that was a gas. And it was, you know, the pandemic did a lot of really shitty things, but it did a few good ones, too. Right. And the whole online thing was really, it really opened up the world and made actually seeing everybody so absolutely cool. But, you know, I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive on your path to Hecate and how we actually got to where you are now. So, I mean, were you always were you always pagan or was this something that evolved through friends or what 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 was your path to get here? You know, I was not always pagan. I didn't know I was I've always been a witch but did not know I was always a witch. Um yeah. There's a long story. I'll try and make it as short as possible. <laughs> so, um oh, you're I'm adopted. You're I I'm a, yeah, I'm adopted. And I'm adopted uh-huh. from birth. And I was raised Catholic in an Italian Irish household, not too uncommon. Uh not and but I was always kind of like a weird kid, you know, I was always um like a, I, I like to be alone. I was always very different. I loved the woods. Um, I was one of those kids who would sneak out at night and wander. I was like a night wanderer. Um, and wow. it was like something within me. Yeah, it was. 
it makes sense now. Um, I always have this like restless spirit and I always love nature and animals and would gravitate more, more than humans. I think humans, I always felt um, like there was a lot of energy and stimulation that came from humans that I needed a break from. So I spent a lot of time alone um, and, you know, life evolved. And uh, like I said, I was raised Catholic. I, I did a confirmation and chose a name and took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. when I got to college, I went from, you know, rural New Jersey to uh, I was raised in Monmouth County. And then yep. came into like Manhattan at eight, 18 in 1989. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, need I say more? It was a crazy time. Uh, and my, my brain just opened up. It was almost like that was, it was really a pivotal point. And I remember at the time, even being a young 18 year old, just, Entering the city and, and and like it was like all of these ideas that I hadn't really been allowed to be exposed to came to a head, and um, I started to learn. You know, I went to Enchantments. I think that was the first place I went to when I set foot in New York, yep. and uh, <laughs> did not know. La- yeah, I didn't know Lady Rhea or Carol Vazone at the time. But I did frequent mm-hmm. enchantments as much as I could. And I had an interest yeah. in the occult and witchcraft, but kind of bumbled around until uh, I got divorced at age 30. And um, I, this strange story, the story gets weird, but like many things that involve Hecate. You know, this is you know people have unique experiences. There's nothing mundane about Hecate at all. She's uh, she always comes into your life and you notice. It's um, always I think some sort of brilliant and um, deeply profound experience. So I, I had gotten a divorce. I had dogs and um, I needed a dog walker. <laughs> so. Uh, I, you know, I looked around and someone said, there's this lady in the neighborhood who, uh, you know, has a business and she watches pets and, you know, so this lady enters my house. I called her and we made an appointment and she enters my house and she looks like, like a, a witty share. Like if, you know, if you cross like wow. uh, Morticia Adams and share, you'd get this lady. So she walks in and she looks around and she says, Oh, there's so many spirits here. How do you live here? And I said, well, I actually, you know, enjoy them. I keep me company. I'm recently divorced. And she kind of looks at me like it was an odd answer for her to receive. And she said, are you a witch? I said, no, not that I know of, but I've always had an interest in it. She's like, you're going to come to a ritual at my house. You know, and she gave me the information. So I went to her house, which was like this old winding Victorian with multiple levels and secret rooms. And I knock on the door and her son answers the door. He looks like, he reminds me of Lurch, you know, like he's not, he doesn't say a word. And he's, he's got like this very um, unique look about him. Um, and he just kind of points, you know, I say, I'm here for the ritual and he points up the stairs. So I, make my way, you know, up like three flights of stairs, a winding staircase, and there's a door. 
So I knock on the door and um, the lady who eventually became my mentor um, and my high priestess uh, who initiated me in the crossroads tradition opens the door. She has an affirmate in her hand and the lights are out behind her and there's candlelight. She smiles and she gestures in. And um, there are about 10 people in the room, all with their affirmates raised, candles lit, an altar, and I was home. I was I was hooked. Wow. That was it. And that was um, about 2001. And uh, I raised my hand to salute. They were calling the quarters, and I raised my hand and salute, even though I didn't have an affirme. And that's it. You know, I, I was I was hooked, hooked. It was home. It was where I belonged, and um, I just continued practicing with her. And I think. Growing up in an Italian family and growing up a Catholic, I think the good things I could take from that and bring to my practice now are like the devotion, the devotion, the ritual. Um, you know, what we do is so beautiful. Um, our honoring the gods, um, knowing, being in service. Um, you know, I would I would go to her house and help her and. Um, had like a true old school priestess training, which is, you know, we we can read books. You know, I read books. We could read as my, my library is, you know, I have a whole room devoted to my books. So I have a true library. I love books, but hands on. I mean, and being there, being present, yeah. um, observing, feeling the energy, being in service. I mean, I would go early, I would clean up the altar, I would dump the old flowers and put the new ones in and um, stand by her at the altar when she was uh, conducting a ritual. And, like, there's that's, there's a lot of value. There's, I think, more value in that than in sitting and reading a book because you're – what we do, the craft is doing. You know, it's um, – it's the act of devotion. It's the act of learning while doing. Um, it's the act of practicing. It's you're practicing witchcraft. We're not reading witchcraft. We practice it. So um, I was very fortunate to have that old school training. She never asked for a dime for me. Um, and none of my mentors have. And I, and I don't either. I never ask. I don't. And I don't accept one penny for payment for uh, for. Um, educating or uh, training priestesses, priests, I don't do that. Because I I think that we need to keep that old school tradition alive of uh, giving. You know, we're here to serve. Um, Lady Rhea talks about being a priest of the streets, and that's what Eddie Bozinski taught her, and that's what she teaches me. So that's who I am. And so if someone calls and needs me, I don't charge. Why would I charge? I mean, like, that's my job as a devotee of Hecate it's my, my, and a priestess. It's my job to serve this community until the day I die, you know. Um, yeah. So, so uh, this mentor of mine, the initial mentor of mine, is a, was a devotee of, and a priestess of Hecate. And uh, she taught me about her. And it was interesting. I you know, I, I felt a connection. I had to relinquish my old Christian beliefs because they're hard to relinquish. They really are. A lot, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very gentle with people when they, when they come to me and they don't understand how 
well, where does Jesus fit in all this? And I'm kind of like, well, he doesn't. But, you know, but, but, you know, I'm gentle with people because I understand it's hard to rel- switch gears and relinquish, you know, these old notions that we, we've been raised with. So um, I would say it was a few months and I had been practicing. And if I had missed a ritual, I would miss it. You know, I'd look at the moon and be like, it's full moon. I should be at ritual. And, you know, you feel it in your soul. When you're a witch, you feel it. There's something about, um, you know, what we do and who we are. It's really ingrained in us. It's a calling. I believe in past lives. I've been a priestess of Hecate. I earnestly believe that. I believe the the people who come to me now and who are part of my temple family, I believe that I've known them lifetime and lifetime and lifetime. Um, So anyway, a few months into this new life that I had been um, blessed with and this, you know, process of of learning or practicing witchcraft, I I had a weird moment, which is not uncommon after I've I've kind of uh, talked with other Hecate devotees and priesthood. So I was heading to a ritual, and I had stopped at the store to get whatever flowers or other things for wine, whatever for ritual. And there was a woman behind me in line, and she was like a like your typical crone character, like all in black with a little like kerchief over her head and black little black shoes and about four feet tall and stooped over old gnarled face and she was as I was purchasing my things I noticed she was looking in a tissue and she had like money like change wrapped in a tissue to pay for her items and she kind of elicited this like response in me and I was like wow like as I said to the cashier I'll pay for hers too I got hers you know and um, the older woman just kind of looked at me, and she was very sharp-eyed. Like, she did not seem like, you know, looking back, she did not seem like your typical older person. You know, she had, like, a right. energy about her that was much more youthful. So she nodded to me uh, in thanks. And then I went, you know, I got my stuff, and presumably this older person who was behind me, this crone, was still behind me wrapping their things up. So I get outside and all of a sudden the crone is in front of me. And it was like a very surreal moment, you know, like, like time had warped. And I remember thinking, Uh how did she get ahead of me? And this crone looks up at me with this beautiful smile and looks at me like deep into me. And I, like, I knew that it was Hecate. I just, you know, I, it was a, a profound moment for me, and it was a sign from the goddess that I was on the path I needed to be on. And as if she had chosen me. And interestingly enough, I've spoken to other priestesses, uh, priests of Hecate, and they have this similar kind of um, profound uh, experience with meeting her in the flesh. And they can attest and they swear that they've met her in the flesh. So I don't think I'm alone in this experience. But from that moment on, I knew this was the right path. And I, um, I've i never been one to half-ass anything. I've never been one to hide anything. I am who I am. And uh, that's what it is. So 
you know, I'm a practice, I'm a litigator. I go to court from that moment on. I would wear a pentacle. Uh, I wore one on a chain upon my throat. I wear a pentacle ring. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it's interesting. I've never, uh, very rarely have had maybe one or two stupid instances of someone, you know, saying something funny about me being a witch, but I've never had a problem. I've never been discriminated against as being a witch. I've never been uh, persecuted being a witch. Um, and, you know, I hold my head high, but I also am humbled because I know that if I would not be where I am today, I would not have succeeded in all of the things I succeeded in if it were not for the blessings of Hecate. So that is why many years later, so let's say that's, you know, 2001, um, I started her, I had a, you know, longer path, obviously, you know, I I, uh, achieved third degree in 2009 in the crossroads tradition, um, and then, you know, uh, worked in my own uh, coven, formed my own grove, but we started the temple in 2014, you know, because she deserves it. That's it. I mean, it's it's that simple. So it's that simple, and that's why it works because it is that simple. So that's my path. Kind of rivalry with with other Hecatean groups. I mean, do you guys? Not at all. No. I mean, share. Do you share information? Oh yeah. More of a, a true relationship. Oh, that's wonderful. I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. Well, there really are. Yeah, yeah. There's not many, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm so glad that there are not those rivalries that we see in other groups. Where, you know, I mean, let's just face it. We have groups in in witchcraft that are like, well, if you're not doing it like this, you're not doing it right. And we have, you know, factions that want to keep things very old-fashioned, and old-fashioned is not getting it because things have to evolve. And it's just nice right. to hear that, you know, devotees of Hecate don't necessarily uh, elect to go at each other's throats over practices. So that's No, nice. never, never. In fact, um, we've – so the way the temple works is we have an initiatory system um, with first, second, and third degree. Um, mm-hmm. But then we, we have, um, when we do our rituals, it's a, we use the rituals as a teaching experience. So we have a lot of interaction with our devotees um, and initiates uh, who invoke the gods and call the quarters. And I mean, I have them up and running really early because, like I said, the only way to learn is to do. But what we also sure. do is we have um, instructors come in. So I invite people in the community to come in and teach. And for, for one, I don't pay them. I mean, I don't accept money from my uh, initiates. And I explain Mm -hmm. that to the people I invite and they're great. They don't, they're not asking for payment. They come with their own um, will and uh, want and they truly enjoy it and they teach. Um, I've had, you know, different instructors from different paths who are Hecate devotees 
No one's turned me down. Um, they teach, uh, we've had traditional Greek ritual taught to us, the oracle. I, I, do you know the oracle? Um, he's no. come in and taught, right, um, he's taught, he, I believe he's in Florida, and he runs a very um, uh, ancient Greek traditional um, uh, group that is much different than ours, but has been very, he's been great, willing to come and talk to us. And um, uh, one class he conducted for us was, you know, his style of ritual. He taught our, our, our group his style of ritual. Um, then he did oracular predictions for us. So I am open to all everything, anything and everything Hecate related. I want my initiates to know whether it's our tradition or not. It doesn't matter. Um, and I've never had a conflict with another Hecate group. Unfortunately, what I was going to say is there's not many um, other Hecate groups. There's a few, um, and we all get along. And Sarita Dasty's group, we most definitely get along. I love her dearly. I think that um, of all the books that have been written on Hecate, um, I credit Sarita with, with, I love research. I'm a researcher and I, I love history, um, historical analysis and history. And I have to say that I don't see why someone would ever write another book on like the history and the, um, you know, the past practices of Hecate because Sarita's done it all. You know, she's like the, the most thorough, thorough tome is, comes from Sarita. So I love her. She's amazing. And she's such she a is. beautiful person. Inside oh, she's and out. great. I just adore her. Yeah, I hope I adore her. Someday. She's just fabulous. She's funny. She's fabulous. You know, I we so we have the mod we have the mods, uh, moderators of the Hecate study group because the Temple of Hecate runs the Hecate study group. Um and uh-huh. we have um Sarita, Jack Grail, Jason Miller, Matt Oren, Jade is in there, um, Jennifer Texiera, Hugo, who is my right-hand man. I love him so much. He's uh, one of the priests in our temple. So we have, like, this amazing group. Oh, Jeff Collins. Jeff Collins also in a mod. And um, we oh, all wow. get along. We yeah. we do mod chats. We chat amongst ourselves. And Jack is hilarious. He's like the silliest guy. Ever. He's great. He's a great scholar, but he's also a wise ass. He's the funniest. So we have like a re- we, awesome. we've all met each other. Yeah, we've <laughs> met each other. We've spent time together. Um, when I went across country, I met up with Jack and Jeff in Chicago, and I've met Jason a few times and. Um, yeah, they're good. They're really good. Like, I don't, there's no conflict, you know, there's really no conflict, um, at all, which is fantastic. But I, you know, it's funny when I came, when I was coming on, we were thinking of, of topics to talk about. Um, and I I don't want to get into the negative side of paganism or witchcraft, but we're lucky that we, there are only very, very, like a hand, less than a handful of toxic people in our community. Truly, that's how I see it, unless, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like we have very small, a very small amount of toxicity. And those people who are toxic are awful, but for the most part, we have a good bunch, you know? We're a good bunch of people. 
So. Yeah, and I think you know it's a common it's a common goal to to honor the goddess and you know listen to her teachings and you know lift her up because of right. you know her amazingness. Hail Dark Mother, we love you and yeah, you know, and she's always there and she she's there for us. All the time, not just when things are good, not just when things are bad. I think right. a lot of practitioners of different forms of the craft have different motivations. I mean, I'm coming from a Gardnerian background. However, late in life, you know, thanks to former friends and, you know, Jade and you, you know, my belief gets stronger and my want to be a devotee of hers becomes stronger all the time. And, right. you know, she she doesn't tolerate bullshit. It's like you've no. got to come correct, you know. Right. She, <laughs> right. She's not a goddess who, who trifles about, you know. She's loving, but she will right. deal with you, and she will make you deal with your shit. And right. I don't know, maybe it's because I am now of a certain age that, you know, because it's only in the last 11 years that I've really been exposed to her. Um, I've not had an, a physical interaction like the one you described, but I have had a similar interaction in the sense of there was someone behind me that magically wound up in front of me. Right. In the same, in the same, that part of the description is the same. I didn't have direct interaction, but it was weird because it's like, it was almost as though she had been floating around me. And then right. it was like, I'm over here now, now in front of you, <laughs> so follow this way and you're okay. But it wasn't an actual, you know, it's it's not the same, it's not quite the same as yours, which I, I love that whole thing that you said about, you know, you offered to pay for her stuff, and it was just like you knew to do it. It mm-hmm. was just, there wasn't going to be a question, there wasn't going to be a discussion, it was just what needed to be done, and you did it, and that was it. You followed directions and did not uh, question unnecessarily, which is so cool, which is kind of my experience of that power that she has, that it's like, if you just calm down and listen to me, it's going to be all right, but you got to calm your ass down. Because I have these, you know, I deal with panic and I deal with anxiety, especially since Mark's accident last almost a year ago where he almost yeah. died and that freaked me out horribly and, and really changed me. And, you know, if you just rely on her, she will she will put you back in order slowly because I'm right. old and resistant um, and hmm. freak, still freaked out to this moment, but you know, she's there and she gets it and she understands and, and that's the beauty of, you know, being part of a deity that understands you and gets it right. and understands love and anger and all of the emotions that we have as humans. And I think yeah. sometimes there's such a separation 
um, when you have a belief system, it's like there's this huge separation. But we go straight to her, you know. It's like, I don't know. It's just yeah. a different experience, you know. It's certainly different than, you know, being Gardnerian, which is what I was raised in. And, and it's, it's a really, it's just a better experience. And, you know, and people come to her from all kinds of practices, don't they? Yes, they do. That is true. So do you true. get a lot of inquiries on a daily basis of, you know, how to become a member of the temple? Does the temple allow new members? What's the process? So, yes, we get many inquiries. Um, the true test of whether somebody should be in our group or not and whether it's for them is whether they're consistent. Um I, I think that in the pagan and witch community as a whole, people have like flights of fancy. You know, I think that they yeah. say they have these grand notions that they're going to be a witch, but you can't be a witch without practicing and learning and the pro- taking time and investing. Um, it's not just, you know, poof, you're a witch, you watch Harry Potter and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're flying on your broomstick. I mean, it takes time and practice and devotion and a, and a pure want and a desire to learn. And when you're part of a group, you must be able to be a part of the group um, and get along with everybody. We're a family and we're a unique family because we're doing magical work. And when you're doing magical work, that's the innermost sanctum. That's such a... Um, sacred bond and vow and when we're initiated as you know what you can't get into it but i can say that it's sacred and profound and um no nonsense you know initiations are not a light thing especially not in our group so what i do is i tell people to come to our ritual online online's fine you don't have to be there in person come online and then come again and then come again and once I get to know you yeah. and once everybody gets to know you and we get to see that you're serious and we uh, connect with you, then you're invited. I invite. It's actually by inviting. So coming to ritual is the first, place, the first way to go about it. Second is the invite. Um, a lot of people have asked and I have not accepted because I yeah. like to see consistency. I like to see devotion. I like to see um, this kind of collegial um, notion about you that you want sincerely want to be a part of a group. I've had very toxic people uh, start with us, and I cut them quickly. I'm kind of like the axe mm-hmm. man, you know. Like I, I um, seriously, I'm, I'm not fluffy bunny priestess here. I will tell you, you need to go if you're toxic. Out, you know, because like I won't have that. The group, you know, I've been doing. Um, priestessing and coven work for so long that I've learned the lesson that if somebody does not belong, they need to go fast because you're running a very, um, the group is so interdependent upon one another that if one toxic member can poison a lot. And um, so I make sure that the people who are involved in our group are, uh, one is their devotion, their level of devotion and passion. Two is their ability to be kind to others because if they can't, they have to go. 
Yeah. So, you um, see, as a high priestess, you're responsible for these people. Yeah. You're responsible mm-hmm. for your for your coven members and and the people that join, and they're looking to you for instruction and guidance, and that's a lot of responsibility. I just had this conversation yesterday about being a priestess, a high priestess, is a very big job. And I'm very leery of folks who just kind of announce themselves as a high priestess. And it's like, uh, okay, I mean, everyone's allowed to call themselves whatever they wish. But for me, that's a a calling. That is not something – I mean, you're literally responsible for the emotional and psychic well-being of people – when you take that kind of thing on. It's not right. for everybody. I mean, I I have said many, many times, no, 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 I'm 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 old, but that doesn't make me an elder. I I I am a Hecate devotee, but that doesn't make me a priestess. I mean, I'm very specific about titles because titles indicate a level of not just power, but responsibility. Right. And I'm very leery of folks who just announce themselves in a certain way um, without having done the work to earn that title. Maybe that's just right. me. <laughs> oh, no, it's not just you. It's not just you. Um, it's funny, the other day I saw that someone who had attended a few of our rituals was calling themselves a high priestess. And I'm like, I'm not sure how that happened. Like, you know, I have no poker face. It's so good that I'm reading this stuff online till somebody can't Uh see my face because I'm just like, are they kidding? And it's, it's like sometimes I know that there's this argument about Wicca, witchcraft, paganism being free and unstructured and, a lot of people like it because it's not like the dogma of Catholicism or Christianity. But that being and, and that um, yes, self initiation, oh, well, self right, right, right. Well, but then the self initiation practitioners, like I've just declared myself, like you just said, I've just declared myself a high priestess. I really, I have a, because I've invested so much because right. I've I've been the beneficiary of some beautiful mentors who put in a lot of work because I know what the heartache is like of trying to be responsible and be fair and um, Mm -hmm. be um, a mother as well as a teacher, as well as a disciplinarian sometimes, you know, um, when people self-initiate and boom, you're a high priestess, you know, it kind of, it really, um, it does rub me the wrong way. I keep my mouth shut because we are, we um, do honor the freedom of religion of people. We do honor open-minded concepts. So, I, you know, but but would I would I treat that person with the same deference that I would treat um, somebody who's, an el- a true elder and been in the craft forever like Lady Rhea? No, I wouldn't. You know, I mean, Rhea's earned her stripes. Yeah. You know how many people exactly. that poor... Rhea's 71, and she's amazing, I and I love that lady I with all in my heart, and she deserves so much respect. But, the pro- you know, I see people, who, the people who are, are 
um, ridiculous enough to not give her the respect that she's due because they mistake her kindness for weakness, which is a big mistake with Rhea, by the way. Like, there's not one more oh, formidable shit. witch than I could think of than her. Like, I wouldn't, I would not mess with that lady, you know. But she's, uh-uh. she spends the moment she wakes up, the moment she goes to bed, helping other people all day. That's all she does. And she does her work. Her, you know, she carves her candles and she has her business. Yeah. But she helps people. She gets on that phone. Anybody needs something, she's there. She offers advice. She offers comfort. You know, and it's like that is what a high priestess is. It's not going, I snap my fingers and I have this clout. It's putting in the work. So, you know, yeah. so, yeah, I'm I'm not on into the whole read a book, self-initiate, and poof, I'm a high priestess because, like, I think it's, you know, it's not. It's not the way. Listen, in my opinion. It's not way. in my opinion. No, for I, it's worth. no, no, no. I dig it. And everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. And everyone is allowed to make their own decisions. Right. I'm not here to tell anybody you are or are not anything. But I will tell you that from where I come from, there's a certain amount of work and responsibility and those are the things that go into those. Those titles are given with honor from, I right. mean, in my tradition, that's right. how that happens. I'm not telling anybody you can't call yourself a priestess. That is not what I'm saying. What right. I'm saying is, for me, in my tradition, that's not how it works. That's no, all. I know. It's I agree with you. Call. Yeah, it's not a judgment call on what other people want to do. Not everyone is for everybody else. Not everything right. is for everyone. You know, right. it's just that folks who have been raised in a traditional way, like you and I have been, I was very lucky to live with my mentor. I went through 12 years. You and I have had that conversation. It, right. it was a super long path from 16 to 28 for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't regret a second of it because my HP was like, uh-uh, because I, I mean, my happy ass bounced up on him at 16 and said, I want to be initiated. And he's like, go home. I mean, and right. that went on for quite, quite some time until he realized I had to prove my seriousness. You know, I listen, I was 16. I was a kid. I didn't know my ass from a fucking hole in the wall. And he's like, right. this isn't a game, girl. This is something mm-hmm. you have to work for. This isn't right. just handed to you. So, yeah, I take it very seriously because of how now we we were technically Gardnerian, although he called us Gardenias because even then in the late 70s, early 80s, he did not approve of certain stigmas that were applied in Gardnerianism, right. um, you know, certain exclusionary tactics were not something yep. we thought was worth practicing. So we were Gardnerian based ish, but we mm-hmm. were Gardenias. So we liked that right. a whole lot better <laughs> cute. Um, because cute. we included more more people than we were, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
and that's just how my HP was, and that's how I was taught. You accept people as they, you know, we'll take you as you are. It's okay. You don't have to be a certain kind of sexuality or a certain kind Mm -hmm. of color or a certain kind of anything, gender, gender gender-free, whatever. We don't give a shit. Um, You're welcome. So, I mean, so there was a certain amount of string from tradition, quote-unquote, in the classical 1960s. 70 cents. So I'm well, very that's how New York Wicca, New York Wicca was formed that yeah. way, Eddie Bazinski. Yeah. Yeah. So we all kind of came up somehow through those channels because I lived good grief for like from 20 to 28, I lived at Enchantment all yeah. the time because <laughs> it was the only place to go. So we yes. step on the train from the island and carry our happy asses in and nice. soak it all up. The minute you walked in the door, Aww. you know, and it was a beautiful thing. And, you know, Carol would be in the back and we'd sit and have conversations about, oh, I love her so much and I miss her awful. But, I know. You know She's she, such a great person. I love Carol. Uh, I don't get to see her enough. Absolutely. I wish I got to see her yeah, more. I haven't seen her, get this, in over 40 years. No, about 40 years. Wow. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, um, not 40, I'm sorry, over 30 years. Excuse me. I'm aging myself because I'm 61 now. And I started going when I was 20. Yeah, and and I, I went up until the time that I left New York, and and I never saw her again after that. However, I have met people in other states who know her, which was a trip. Um, Oh, yeah, of course so. She's iconic. Oh, she really is, amazingly so. And I just love that so many people have gotten to – have the honor of being in her presence. I mean, yeah. Oh, we were, yeah. We were so young. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> but you have to think. You know, Hecate brings us all together at the right yeah. time. You know, because I again, I didn't become a devotee until much later in life, like in the last, you know, ten, eleven years, and. She's, it's, she's just, she makes things hard and she makes things easier. It's hard to explain because previously. Well, you have to level up. Like she wants you to level up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and, and I still, I still have a lot of leveling up to do. I'm the first to admit, as much as I fucking know, I know nothing. I mean, I learned something new all the time. I will never be in a place where I feel like I have mastered this. No, I ain't mastering right. shit. You right. know, I'm lucky I can master fucking dinner. I, I, you know, yeah, but we're, I think we're all like that. We're all imperfect, beautiful people. And um, yeah. I think that, you know, I have a world to learn and I'm okay with that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm 51, and I'm looking forward to the next 49 years. Like, I hope I'm blessed with 49 more. I could see around 100. And um, 
I'm, you know, yep. there's so much I want to do and learn. It's not, you know, it's I haven't even scratched the surface. So, uh, may the great mother make it so for you. I would love yeah. that. Come, yeah. you have to join me in my old age. It's a wonderful thing. We're <laughs> going to get there together. So, I'm feeling know, it. I'm I, feeling the effects of cronehood <laughs> right now. I really am. I still feel <laughs> useful. But I've hit that turn yeah. where I'm like, oh, boy, you know, like these eyes have seen a lot, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. One of the benefits of being a witch and being devoted to Hecate and getting older is, for some reason, and I'm just going to say this, and I know I'm going to get shit for it, and I don't care. Uh-oh. Witches who are dedicated to Hecate, honey, we just look good. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why it is. But look at my, I mean, look at your coven, your coven, and, and tell me that we're, you know, people are not aging beautifully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say, we are by the dark mother, I'm going to tell you. That's right. You are good That's right. And when you get to be my age, here's the other thing that's beautiful. You're going to still look the way you look and be beautiful, but you're going to get away with a whole lot more shit. Why? That's hilarious. I'm looking for, you my, know, yeah, yeah, I'm the getting age. there. Yep. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting that sharp tongue. My tongue's getting sharper yep. by the day. So, yeah. yeah. And it only gets worse, bitch. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no fucks to give already, so I get it. I oh, totally great. get it. Oh, you're wait at the point that you're C one. You're waiting for other people's fucks to float on by because you are just out. <laughs> you're out. You lost all your own. They're all gone. You need to get somebody else's at that point, and it's so fun. <laughs> and the goddess just makes getting older so much easier. Yeah. She just does. Yeah. She just does. We have a beautiful it's the empowerment. To forward to. It is. Yeah. It is. But it's also the future with her. And whether it's on this plane or the next one, right. she's going to be there. She's going to yeah. be there. And when we come back to this plane, if we have to retake this trip, and I probably do because I did some shit <laughs> years ago, um, I'm I'm real clear about the fact that this may not be my last trip because I got other shit to make up for. Um, but she's going to be there. And no matter how long in a life it takes you to get to her, she's waiting. She will be there. She's always there. I, I, you know, the, the, the beauty of Hecate is she's the queen of, you know, heaven, earth, and the underworld. It's actually the seas, you know, but I'm paraphrasing. I mean, she's the queen of everywhere, liminal spaces, and um, she's there in the underworld when, we're, when she ferries us back and forth, and she's uh, the queen of the dead. I mean, she's, she has so many realms that she rules over, Um that she is everywhere, she's pervasive, and that's a beautiful thing. Wow, that's awesome. So what events are you guys um, looking at doing this year? Do you have uh, any new things coming up in the calendar? 
Yes. So uh, in September, uh, roughly around September 21st, I don't have the date solid yet, uh, Monty Pleasant, who runs um, the, the Church of Thessaly in, um, in New Orleans, is going to do a conference, and he's invited us to attend. So we will be attending his conference and doing a ritual and some classes. Uh, and that will be a fun, we're looking forward to that. Uh, sure. We are also, I'm, I'm going to announce it on the study group and take a little poll. We're looking, the temple specifically is looking to collaborate with some Hecate authors and do a Hecate conference on or about Hi. November, November-ish. Wow. Um, so I'm trying to organize that now and, um, get a grip on what people want. Like, you know, look into what presenters are going to want. And, Cause I think it should be a community thing. I'm all about asking the community what they want. You know, I think that's really important to get kind of a pulse from the community. So that's something we're doing. Uh, we'll be doing our initiations and elevations again in Beltane and in Sowen. Um, so it's a good time. For people, seekers, if they're looking to uh, get to know us, like I said, the first step is to come to the rituals and introduce themselves to me and face-to-face. And, yeah, so those are the things that are happening. I mean, you know, the usual stuff. We do ritual. um, We're doing it on Dark Moon monthly by Zoom and in person. But I'd like to go back to full and Dark Moon. I miss it. I miss doing it twice a month. Um, I feel like there's a disconnect when we, we don't uh, conduct ritual too often. Uh, we're doing our classes as usual once a month. Um, yeah, so we're around. We're around and, and we're always doing exciting things. We might do another pop-up ritual and converge on the Met or some other place. Um, we've nice. done ritual at the Obelisk. Yeah. Well, we have that. We've done it now twice, the kind of pop-up ritual at the Met. Because the Met's all snobby, and even though they hold these artifacts sacred to our gods, they refuse to have people conduct religious service within the Met. Uh, Maybe that will change someday. So we just do a pop-up ritual. It's like, okay, I don't need your permission. So I do it. So there's that. Um, But, yeah, that's what's going on. I I love the pop-up rituals. I love the pictures that come out of them. I, yeah. I just think that it is exquisite and brilliant, and I love it. And I just Thank find you. all of that so exciting. And it you is. Are a it really true, is. I have to compliment you. You are a true, true devotee, a true high priestess of Hecate, and I love you and adore you, and I can't wait to hug you someday in the person. Um, I adore you. I adore you, and I can't wait to see and and hug you in person as well. You have to let me know as soon as you touch foot in New York City, you know. I will. I will, absolutely. Um, Before we go, because I have successfully talked your ear off for an hour, um, (laughs) tell folks how to actually find you and the Temple of Hecate. So uh, see Lori Bizarro on Instagram and on Facebook, the Temple of Hecate, Inc. That's us with the ink at the end. Um, 
and we're on Facebook and Instagram. The Temple of Hecate Inc. official on Instagram. Our old Instagram account is not functioning because someone else set it up and we lost that. So <laughs> we're working. I'm working with uh, Eve Johnson, who's part of our group, an integral part of our group, to uh, get that recouped. And the Temple of Hecate Inc. on Instagram and uh, Inc. official on Instagram and Temple of Hecate Inc., the Hecate study group. So you can find me any of those ways. I'm pretty easy to find. So That's awesome. Lori, thank you again so much for checking thank in. You, again, Raina, thank you, Raina. Thank you. Your yearly visit. I always look forward to it. And we'll I'm... do it again. <laughs> we will. We will. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on and hanging out with me. I love you so much. I love you, too. Blessed be. Blessed be. All right, guys. That's it for tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see you all next week. Bright blessings, all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yesterday I was so sick. But I'm much better today. Yeah.